Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Low and Zoe Show. Okay, I'm really excited, Zoe, because this is an episode where we're we're not in a launch. We're not like one of us isn't having to get up at 6 a.m. so that it works with the other schedule. This is Zoe and I in, we're in the same time zone, right? Yeah. Same here in AT. Exact same time zone. We're just sitting here recording for the Low and Zoe show because we love to do it like the good old days. And I've missed just, I mean, we've continued to be active on here, but not in the way that we used to, which was like Zoe and I would just get together and just like riff on something and then we publish it to the Low and Zoe show. I'm actually having this like full circle moment because what we want to talk about today is a perfect example of the Low and Zoe show and where we used to create it from. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Well, so. <laughs> I'll come back to what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so I'm just really excited to be riffing with Zoe um, because I feel like we just, we really do just allow magic to to channel through us when it's you and I just, you know, riffing for the sake of it. Yes, that low and Zoe magic. I love it so much. Like I often listen back to our podcast and our content because I mean, I find that when we're in this zone, I don't necessarily remember what I said mm-hmm. or what it spoke about, but then upon listening to it again, I'm like, wow, that was fire. Like recently we're, we're doing, um, quantum 44 challenges, which is four day, 44 day challenges in the quantum fields with a beautiful community. And we pop on there for these weekly calls. And I love re-listening to them because we talk about whatever's at the forefront of our hearts, whatever questions people have. And like, there's so much divine guidance that I find just flows through. So upon re-listening to that, it allows me to just let all of that wiggle into my being and uh, integrate. Yeah. I feel like with Lo and Zoe, this has always been a space where, even though I didn't used to maybe have words for it, this has always been a space where I just really allowed whatever wanted to come through to come through. And that's why we can go back and listen to it and be like, oh, there was things in there for me too. And for whoever's listening, like we're allowing ourselves to be the channel through which you know, divine abundance wants to come, wants to happen. And uh, it's funny because that's what we want to talk about today, but we hadn't really put it together. That Like, I just remember starting the Lonzo show and everything about it was so like, kind of just surrendered, like kind of just like, this is fun, you know, let's just have fun. And then it really took both of us places. It really draw, drew in a lot of aligned clients and opportunity. And wasn't that just this beautiful community that, I don't know. It was just, yeah. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about the topic of being very open and being the channel through which divine abundance can show up in your life and, uh, and how this is really, in my opinion, the most powerful ability we can cultivate. It's also the most peace-filled place to reside. Would you say so, So. Uh, yes, a hundred million or I should say 111 million percent. <laughs> we get all those angel numbers in, but yes, it is so incredibly peaceful. It's peaceful to the mind. It's peaceful to the body, the spirit and the nervous system just feels so relaxed. Yeah. So we're going to be referring to this throughout the episode as outrageous openness, which is a book by Tasha Silver. Um, and it's a book that I really, really love. So let's first talk about what we mean by outrageous openness, because to me, this all comes back to our favorite topic, which is beingness, right? Who it is that we're being. And I think when it comes to outrageous openness or just being in a state of openness, 
it's actually not about us really. It's the way I, the way I implement it and understand it is I'm taking as much of flow out of the equation altogether. And I'm just sort of existing as the space through which what wants to come can come. And it, it's also the space from which I have created every single quantum leap I've ever experienced in my life. It's like intention plus not getting in my own freaking way or trying to control things and becoming the space that things can flow in flow to effortlessly. And I think this is honestly the reason people struggle with manifestation is because we're too in our own way. We're not open. Yes, I completely agree, Lo. I experienced it the same way. And for me, I feel like if I'm really tuning into this feeling of being outrageously open, like feeling totally open, like that conduit of source energy, if you will, just in that in that space of allowance, of pure allowance of source to flow through you, whether that be if speaking like right now on the podcast or just being in day-to-day life in that way of trust and surrender, not surrender as in giving up, but surrender as in, I surrender to the flow of my life. I surrender to everything that's happening in, in this time. To me, it begins in the body. And I feel like I feel it throughout the body as a relaxed state of being, an aligned state of being, as in, you know, there's not any tension. I've definitely had a medical history of having to heal my spine from scoliosis. And I feel like this next level of beingness was able to be activated or felt because I went to work on the spine and healed the spine and aligned the spine because there's so much that comes back to that, that place. Um, but besides feeling relaxed and in alignment in the body, it's really activated through the heart space for me. It's when I feel the majority of my awareness in my chest, like right over my heart, that's where my, my energy is coming from. And when I'm in that place versus when I'm in my head, that's when I feel like I receive, I receive the downloads. I receive the trust. I just receive the knowingness. I'm able to remember who I am and stay in what I like to call the inner fortress energy about that. Like just this unshakable nature of just knowing who Zoe is and walking that path and trusting that whatever is in my three-dimensional reality right now is exactly what's meant for me and like releasing the need to control any of it. Yes, exactly. And um, for me, the distinction of it being in the body, which I completely agree with, Mm -hmm. is I like to always back things up with just my scientific understanding, but for many people, including yourself, it's more of just a divine knowing or intuitive feeling, which is just as powerful, if not more so. Um, but I really think of it as like a state of, well, two, there's two different things, a state of nervous system regulation. Like I'm not in any kind of like fight or flight. I'm not thinking about the past or worried about the future. There's nothing I'm trying to uh, survive or escape right now. And so I feel just very open, but beyond that, I think this space of outrageous openness is a state of total presence and total presence is experienced through the senses, right? Which is sight, see, or sight, um, feeling, hearing you guys know the senses. I don't know why I'm (laughs) going off on that, but when I want to get really present, I listen for what I can hear. I might like, now I use my mandalas for, um, for meditating because it's a, it's a visual meditative aid. Um, you know, a lot of people use, essential oils. So is more of the meditation expert than I am in terms of just like all the different modalities and that kind of thing. But it, 
it originates in the body or it's a feeling in the body for just some of these reasons. And, um, and I also think too, like, and I know you're really big on this. So when we're in resistance about something, we can feel where it exists within us, right? We can feel where that resistance is. We think it's in the mind and often we put thoughts to the resistance or we assign meaning in our mind to the resistance that we feel in the body. But ultimately it is this state of being that exists within, within the body, but extends to the mind in this, in a, by means of like calmness, right? Cause when, when we feel calm and safe in the body, the body is then not sponsoring thoughts of like, how do I survive? <laughs> right. And the reality is, is that so many of us, Zoe and I included much of the time, and this is where our awareness is really evolving. Uh, so many of us try and manifest from not that try and manifest from a need to survive. And when I say need to survive, I more mean emotional survival than physical survival, right? How many of us are trying to manifest from not feeling good enough or wanting to feel good enough, um, wanting to be seen, wanting to feel like we're, we're doing enough that we've accomplished enough. Like we deserve to be loved, um, wanting to prove. I mean, I think that a lot of us, especially in the entrepreneurial world, try and manifest because we want to prove something about ourselves, right? If I, if I make a hundred thousand dollars, my parents will think that I'm good enough and I made the right decision, like whatever. Right. Um, and I honestly think that that worked up until recently and it's working less and less and less. And we're being called into much deeper lessons and learning and integrations than all of that, because that egoic or, you know, just sort of survival based means of creation is not enough anymore for where we're going as a collective consciousness. We're actually being called into this space of ease and flow and receiving from a state of openness. Yes. Ooh, I love everything that you spoke into low. It's just totally resonating in my body as truth. And I know that's like energetically where we're going. And I feel like so many of you out there are probably having that same feeling as, as low mentioned that. And to me, it reminds me of this prayer. I remember I prayed this before I went into ceremony once and it was God empty, empty me of me so I can be filled with you. And I remember I just had the most divine experience of just really understanding what that, what that means to me. And when I say empty me of me, I mean, empty me of my constructs, my past, my programming, the things that just like the ego, essentially the ego's masterpiece, like empty me of me so I can be filled with you. And when we Mm -hmm. release the old self, the old paradigms from our body, when we release the constructs, the past from our being, that's when we create spaciousness and that spaciousness can then be filled with the divine. And what is the divine? Like to me, when I create that spaciousness and I have that, that flood of, of awareness, it's trust it's peacefulness, it's divine love, unconditional love, it's knowingness, it's remembrance. There's so much beauty there. But of course, like the ego will do whatever it can to keep the old self alive in ways. And I think like just those of you who are listening to this podcast can probably identify that. I mean, you wouldn't be listening to this if it wasn't in your in your awareness, in your consciousness, right? You can only perceive what's in your consciousness at the level that you're at. So we're talking about like releasing the, the old identities, the old constructs, and just really allowing yourself to be outrageously open, open to the divine. 
I have like just this feeling inside of me when, as I'm listening to you, especially that, um, that quote, empty me of me so yeah. I can be filled with you. Oh, that is, that just sums it up so perfectly. And, um, this is a lot of the work that I have felt a lot of the teachers that I have felt very drawn to in kind of the last six months, this is really their, their teachings. And, um, Zoe and I released imperfect and prosperous, um, in November, I think it was, and it was an eight week program all about, I mean, essentially this, but on a more, I think, preliminary level than what we're talking about. We, that program was about really accepting that you are enough just as you are. And that is step one, or I mean, steps three, four, and five in this process. But what we're speaking to is actually a level beyond that, where it's like, we're not, we're not even, we're not looking for self-worth because we're beyond the self, right? There's no conversation around self-worth unless we are considering that we are who we think we are. And I've been, I don't know if that made sense, but I, I've been, um, listening to a lot of Michael Singer lately, another teacher that talks about this is, um, well, Eckhart Tolle in A New Earth, he speaks about this a lot, but also Kyle Cease, who we're both a big fan of. And, uh, but anyways, Michael Singer wrote The Untethered Soul and The Surrender Experiment. And he speaks all the time how we are not, we are not our thoughts. We are not who we think we are. We are only the awareness that we have thoughts. And until we recognize that and actually step into that, knowing and claim that knowing we're completely asleep. Right. And so awakening happens in the moment that you realize and actually begin to really accept that you are the awareness that is having the thoughts or thinking the thoughts or feeling the emotions or whatever. And I was listening to, um, an interview with him yesterday on Oprah (laughs) and, uh, he was talking about how he wrote the untethered soul when he was in this six year, um, trial where he was being accused of something in his, in his business that he didn't do and how grateful he was for that entire scenario, because the way he said it was similar to what you had just said. So he, he said, you know, God has given me this to be free of myself. Like what a fantastic opportunity to release whatever there is left after living a life of just wanting to, I mean, he states from the beginning of the book, uh, from the beginning of the surrender experiment, that his only real goal in life was to separate himself from the thoughts that, or just be, become aware that he is the thinker of the thoughts, not the thoughts themselves. And in that he lives in this state of outrageous openness and surrender. And the story, if anyone hasn't read the surrender experiment, I recommend it like every single day to somebody new, because it's such a beautiful story and impactful story and just really like kind of mind blowing. But it's this story about how, you know, for several decades, he lives in this state of just not attaching any of himself to anything that's happening to any of his own personal desires. He lives totally in this state of service and of allowance and of openness. And he ends up single-handedly building multiple businesses. One of them gets sold later on for $3 billion, like just all of these incredible stories. And none of them were him manifesting anything. They were all just things that wanted to happen through him. And they were able to, because he didn't resist them. And he didn't, he was in this state of openness. And I often refer to this openness as a space of like nothing, nothing in the sense that I'm, I'm removing myself. I'm not judging things. I'm not attaching meaning. Lauren essentially isn't there. Lauren's just the vessel through which the experience can happen. 
but it's not personal at all. <laughs> it's like, it's such a feeling that it's almost hard to put words to it. Um, but yeah, anyways, is anything that I've just uh, rambled on about there, Zoe, that's... <laughs> no, you're doing a fantastic job putting words to it. And I think it is like, it is that nothingness to me. I kind of view it or feel into it as this space of complete neutrality and some a lens that I've been taking on in my reality recently for the past couple of weeks, which has brought miracles into my life and allowed me to see the miracles that is every single day is expect nothing and appreciate everything. And when I say expect nothing, it's not like I expect no things to happen to me, um, no good things or anything like that. It's really just like, don't create expectation. And thus then everything that enters your present awareness, right? Anything that enters the now for you, whether that's um, a stranger on the street saying, hello, somebody buying you dinner, um, the universe sending you a new client, something like that. The amount of gratitude that I can now cultivate in my being since I was in that space of neutrality is next level. And gratitude is a magnet for miracles. And I'm telling you, like every day I experience miracles. I mean, every day of life on planet earth is a miracle. Like it's a miracle that we all opened our eyes this morning and woke up and have like an entire day ahead of us that we get the sun rise, we get the sunset, we get nature, we get everything. Like we have so much around us. And what I find is that in that space of neutrality, there's this whole next level of appreciation for life. There's this whole next level of being able to tap into the frequency of joy and abundance and next level awareness because there is no expectations. You are just at this neutral, like 0. 0.0 energy, which um, also you've spoken into as well. Lo, I think you spoke into it on one of our Quantum 44 calls yesterday, <laughs> I think, um, or the day before. And that's that's it, right? It's just this space where where miracles can happen because you are completely open to them. Yeah. And I want to talk about what I was talking about in, inside of um, our Q44 call was this, uh, this term in quantum physics called the zero point energy or zero point energy. And it actually has all kinds of like quantum implications that I don't quite understand because they're quite advanced, but the way that it's often used in relation to the self or relation to ourselves is just this idea of getting yourself down to zero, down to nothing. And we are so often trying to live our lives or create what we desire from anything, but nothing like we're creating from so much expectation. We're creating from so much lack from so much need from so much judgment. And then wondering why we have a hard time. <laughs> Whereas I hundred percent believe we are creators. We can, we can manifest whatever it is that we desire, but the way to it is by getting ourselves down to nothing. And one thing like Zoe spoke about, about it as a space of neutrality to me, it's like, if I can get myself to neutrality, then where, where the divine, if you will, or just where my mind goes next is everything that we naturally are that we're often cutting ourselves off from. So it's not walking around in a state of neutrality and just not caring. What's left over is this space for love and presence and magic and joy to rush into because that's who we truly are. You look at your average two-year-old and they are in so much joy and presence and confidence and power and fun because they have emotions, but they don't they don't stay on them for very long. They cry and then they're, you know, on to the next thing. And so they are just this space of presence that allows for all of this joy and abundance to come in. So 
we're not asking you to get to a place where you just don't care about anything. We're asking you just to get to the place of releasing and letting go and neutrality or nothingness. And the universe does the rest who you are does the rest. And then it's like this, it's, it's crazy to me how quickly I can go from resistance to just finding my way to nothingness. And then from there it, I don't have to try to become confidence, power, knowingness, certainty, joy, presence. Like it just rushes in on its own. And it's like, how much time do we spend trying to get from resistance to joy, which we don't actually have to do that. We just have to become the space that what like look around Zoe talks all the time about nature. Nature is what's existing in the nothingness, you know, um, pets or animals are a way of being that is fully present. They're present and totally taken care of and abundant in nothingness, right? Because they're not thinking about the future or the past as far as we know. And so that's really what our work is, is to get to a space of nothingness. And then, and I want to talk about how, uh, in my opinion, this relates to creation. I honestly think that this is a conversation that doesn't need to involve manifesting, but I do think it's a really interesting, just sort of, um, I don't know, paradox, if you will, where when you get to a state of total non-judgment and okayness and presence, you are then a match for the thing that you desire, but also you set this intention and you're not resisting it, which means it can just come right in. Right. So it's actually like our, we've talked a lot on this podcast about confidence and power. And to be honest, I feel that confidence was like with where, with what we used to understand, which was like four years ago. And we've obviously just learned and evolved since then. Confidence was our human way of making sense of power. But now I'm starting to really understand that it's not even about confidence. It's about removing everything that is not that, at which point that's the only thing that's left over, right? Confidence, knowingness, joy, whatever. Confidence, I think is sometimes a bit more of like a human construct, whereas we're talking much beyond that. (laughs) Yes. It's just releasing anything and everything in the way of you like feeling your, your highest self, which then would allow everything that you desire to be magnetized to you. And what I found in the space of neutrality in the space of beingness in the space of openness is that the universe knows what my heart's desires are. The universe can read that, can feel that, can know that I don't need to be up in my head being like, I need to do all the things X, Y, Z. I need to be scripting out that of which, no, the desire, the universe knows what I need. The universe has always known what I need. And in fact, I don't need very much, let's say, but when it comes to manifestations and what those desires are, the universe has a very clear picture. And the best thing, I find that the best thing that Zoe can do in order to like, let's say, create momentum or create trust and peacefulness in that is just by releasing everything in the way. And what's in the way are like intrusive thoughts, self-judgment, judgment around the situation, judgment around another, just like really deciding to be the conscious observer of my thoughts and actively let go of the patterns, the conditioning, the programming that's in the way of that pure soul conduit of source vibe, like the pure self really. Mm-hmm. And the manifestations yeah. just arrive like, and better. What I can say is like in the past, I don't know, week and a half, I had a, one of the most beautiful manifested experiences in my life. And what that was, was me releasing. I didn't, I didn't construct this in my mind. In fact, 
I stopped going to the quantum about it long before it was here. And it left for a scenario where I was just flooded with miracles and flooded with magic and, and beautiful moments and divine energy and love. And that wouldn't have been possible if I was like up in my head trying to create and control and strategize, low uses word strategize, that it wouldn't have been possible. I had to be in that space of unconditional love for myself, which is releasing anything that crosses my mind that isn't unconditional love and coming from that essence. Yeah. I wanted to talk about like um, actual scenarios in our lives where this is in play and what that kind of tangibly looked like. And the word that was coming to me and you just said it, so it was releasing. Like it's this process of releasing control, releasing judgments, essentially offering whatever the scenario is up to the divine, to God, offering it back to love, which is the words that Tasha Silver uses in the book, Outrageous Openness. And her and Michael Singer, who are always my like two recommendations for people wanting to, you know, tap into more of this kind of way of being. And I, and I find people feel really drawn to it because they're tired. <laughs> Even if they've been successful with manifestation, they're often quite tired of feeling like they're holding all the balls in the air, all the plates in the air, so to speak. Um, what both of those authors talk about is this state of almost just not even having personal desires. For me, I'm sure I'll get to that place where I'm like, I don't even care. You just do whatever you want. For me, the way I look at it right now that really appeals to me and resonates with me right now is like, I still get to have my desires, but I'm not continuously focusing on them or asking for them. I'm not, I'm not, um, trying to, it's like, I have an intention and I, when I asked, it was given, that's what Abraham Hicks always says. We don't have to keep asking. So for Zoe's uh, example that she just gave, and I had a similar one, actually, um, something similar, like to what you described in terms of that state of being when I met my boyfriend, which was simply just releasing my like humans <laughs> judgments on what it should be and how it should look and what I should say and any of that kind of stuff. And instead I accepted within this area of my life that is relationship. I've created it. Like I have long since been intending and gathering data and knowing what it is that I desire. And the universe has not, not heard me. <laughs> it's heard me, right? All I have to do is get out of the way of it because either it's going to come through this avenue and potentially this person, or it's not meant to, but how could I possibly know? And why would I want to try and control that when, you know, maybe this is just a, a step in the unfolding of that. So to me, it feels like intention plus surrender. But when I say intention, I don't mean control. I don't mean like, did you hear me? Do I need to ask again? How many times a day should I visualize this and feel into this? And like, so and I talk all the time about going to the quantum and visualization, and those are beautiful tools, but I think doing them for the sake of joy rather than doing them for the sake of trying to control an outcome, that's the distinction, right? So are there other areas for you, Zoe, or areas in general in your life where you feel like you are outrageously open and what's that experience and the sort of subsequent results perhaps that come as a result? Yeah, I mean, well, the most recently it was like, um, love and relationships that I was like speaking into of just like really seeing how um, how divine love flows through me to a man and and vice versa versus like it's not something I need to consciously create it just flows right through and it's very special and was very sacred for me um, and and other parts of my life because when this experience was happening I started started to 
realize like this is available for me in every other area of my life. And this is available for me in just my way of being. And so that's something that I've been practicing is just really like moment to moment throughout my entire day, just coming back to that space of beingness, of neutrality, of nothingness, of, of infinity and allowing like life to flow through me. Um, but what, like what comes to mind is kind of a tangible example is in regards to this year, I've set out to be a full-time digital nomad until further notice. I, I'm just going to drop, keep traveling with my two suitcases and wherever the world takes me. And I'm outrageously open. I don't have any plans. I've got one retreat, um, booked in Peru in April and other opportunities. And what's been quite interesting through this like grand surrender, if you will, of my journey this year is that there's been invitations that have shown up. I just got invited Mm -hmm. to Costa Rica yesterday for a few weeks, and that's going to be an amazing experience. And I was invited to, to England to do a camp advanced Cambo practitioner training. And then I was invited to go to Sedona and to hold a Cambo retreat and it's all formulating and there's nothing I had to do or create, right? There were certain ideas that I have had, such as I would love to have a European summer and I definitely want to go back to Costa Rica, uh, but I'm not creating that. Again, it's simply I'm surrendering to the divine flow and the divine in- invitations have shown themselves and I didn't need to do anything. I just needed to be. And again, I just mm-hmm. needed to be in that space of just being truly Zoe at, or just pure source energy and releasing the ideas of like, I need to have it figured out. I need to book things six months in advance to feel safe. I need to no, there's none of that. I, I have my condo here in Tulum until the end of the month. And then that's, that's all I know. And I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. An area, um, where it's really showing up for me. I mean, it's really, I really feel like it's the areas where I don't try and control things that things are so abundant and easy and magical. That's the other fun thing is like with release control and then it gets to be so much better than we could have tried to create it to be. Um, but an area that it's been showing up for me recently is I started, I don't even want to call it a second business because that's not the intention of it, but I have another way in which I'm making money. Um, and that is an art business, if you will. And I don't know if I've talked about it on here or not. Um, but I just, in the end, I actually set an intention, a very light intention that I wanted to diversify my income in 2023. Um, I wanted to just kind of have like, when I had multiple streams of income, I liked how light it made each area. Like I used to have this whole business that was um, coaching people in the lash world. And then I had the aligned entrepreneur and I liked that both of them allowed for the other to just feel kind of like light and easy. And then I started collaborating with Zoe and we had the low and Zoe show. Like I actually really liked that. And I, it just kept things very light, right. Very open because if the aligned entrepreneur had a launch that didn't quite go to plan, it was fine. Like I got to just enjoy it regardless. And then in the pandemic, everything just mostly came down to what I was exclusively doing in the aligned entrepreneur. And that pressure closed me off and had me just move into this space that I didn't recognize. And that was not fun and had really slowed sales. And anyway, so I want to be light about things. I want to be creative about things. And I set an intention for just other opportunities to have money flow to me in ways that felt really easy. And then at the end, towards the end of 2022, I came across this Instagram account, um, 
that was painting these beautiful mandalas and my background is visual arts and I've not been doing art in like years because it felt kind of exhausting to me, to be honest, in the ways that I used to do it. And I was like, I was with my boyfriend one day and I was showing him this account. I was like, I could do this. Like, why wouldn't I try and like, it, it looks really fun to me. So within a couple of days, I had like everything that I needed and I started painting these mandalas and it was so fun. And then I was like, I'm going to just start a little Instagram account. And, uh, it's, it's now it's been a few months and my pieces have really escalated and I've made some money. I'm building a course. I just like last night had one of my reels kind of pop off and woke up to a whole bunch of new, like almost doubled my, it's not a big following, but (laughs) doubled my existing following. And the point with it is, is like, it feels to me like there's so much potential here. And the intention is not necessarily to try and like make a ton of money through it. I do believe it has that potential, but it's like, it doesn't matter because all I am around it is joy and openness. It's like, I just love doing this. And every once in a while, when I feel called, or maybe more often, if I feel called, I'll post to Instagram. And then all, as you were speaking, so all these invitations, like someone reached out and asked to buy this course before it was even out yet. And so they did. And, um, other people, like, it's just this constant asking of like in direction and guidance. And I'm not doing a damn thing. I don't, I'm not like, Oh, imagine when I have a 10 K month painting. Men- like It's not any of those things. I don't even think about it that often. It's like fun and it's just presence. It's a hundred percent presence because if I just paint these Mandela's and share them for fun, never to another new follower for the rest of my life, that will be perfectly fine. Like, right. There's just zero attachment because there's so much joy and presence in it. And it feels because of that, like, it's just going to become this beautiful thing that it wants to become. And there's actually a ton of possibility. Um, but anyways, so that's just like an area where it's like, I'm just outrageously open. I'm not visualizing. I'm not trying to make it be anything that it doesn't just want to become on its own. And in that there's this immense freedom and it's like my escape. And it also, I know that whatever it does become will be a thousand percent sustainable because I didn't try and manipulate my way into changing my energy so that it could be something more than what I currently felt that it was. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And those of you um, who have Instagram, it's love and dots. And I'm obsessed. Everything that Lo is creating, she is channeling right from source. It's got light codes and galactic nature energies all over (laughs) it. Thanks for the plug. You you all need the upgrades, like just watch and, and it will be integrated. (laughs) Thanks for the plug. Um, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But Um, what this brings me back to is just like the simplicity of what's meant for you can't miss you. And when you're in the present moment, you're so much more aware of like how effortless and easy it can all be, how sustainable things can, can be when you are in alignment with that heart energy, when you are in alignment with that, that centered energy, when you are in that state of pure allowance. And I mean, it's so natural. Our ego just wants things now, now, now. I want this result. I want that result. All that's ego though. And like, once you start to identify that and pick it apart and release it, it's like, I know, I know what's meant for me. won't miss me. Like, I think, I mean, right now, as I'm speaking into like sort of love and relationships, I'm still single, but like, I feel so much love. And I know that one day I will have my divine union and he will like literally be physically here maybe even sitting beside, maybe even on an episode of the Low and So show. Um, Soon. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> and, and I would love to have a family one day. 
I love to have children one day. And like, I think about them and I feel them and I know that that's like coming for me. And I'm also totally okay with the fact that that's not here right now, because when I'm in that space of beingness, I know that everything my heart desires is already here. And I am just living in the now. And it's like, I sink deeper and deeper and deeper into the now. And that's the gateway to everything that my heart desires. And it's so full of trust, like trust that I've never known. And I feel like a lot of remembering happens in that space of the now of like knowing that yes, everything that's on my heart is a desire that I desire to walk out on this life. It's, it's already done. And those things wouldn't be on my heart if it wasn't meant for me if it wasn't going to happen or already has happened on some other timeline yeah I wanted to speak just briefly back to the sustainability piece because for me there's this thing that happens when more than what I asked for or intended for manifests or manifests in a way that like feels very like it's happening on my behalf not because I made it happen there's this trust that happens. Like I remember when I manifested the apartment that we did like a whole, oh, actually, no, we've talked about it. I did a whole episode on my podcast like years ago about that. And it, it was this very divine unfolding that felt like so much bigger than what I myself could, was trying to create. And that's the reason that Then when I was like signing this lease and it was for double the amount that I was, um, was used to paying for rent, I actually had a coach at the time. And she was like, because I said, I'm like, I hope that I can afford this place. And she said, the universe would not have allowed this place to manifest if it wasn't going to provide you with the money to pay for it. And because the unfolding of it had been seemingly out of my control, I trusted. Whereas when there's been times where I felt like I created every last little thing and it was me doing it, then it feels like something that I have to hold in the air. Right. Whereas with that, just as one example, and there's lots of other things in my life, it's like, it wasn't me that did it. So I'm not the one that has to hold on to it. It will be taken care of. And then that's always been my experience. It's only when like things only don't go to plan or don't stick around when I felt like I was trying, when like I had controlled my way there. Right. And like been the doer or creator of every last piece of the unfolding. Like I did this and then this happened and then I did this and then this happened. And I didn't allow for the space of the divine to step in and say like, Hey, I've got this, you know, let me help you out. Because then what happens is again, it's like another thing that even if it comes, we have to hold it up because we're the ones that, you know, essentially kind of manipulated it into our reality. (laughs) So it just feels like with love and dots, for example, If that becomes something really huge, there's never going to be a, like not a tiny fragment of my, of me that would be like, oh my God, but what if I lose it? Like, like what if it becomes a huge part of my income and it grows to like, who knows, whatever. Um, there'll never be a part of me that worries about it. Whereas I spent so much time in fear around the aligned entrepreneur, because I felt like I had created it. Like I was the one doing the thing. And so therefore I had to hold it all together. And when I couldn't anymore because of the pandemic and just mental health, it, in a way, in a way, you know, big parts of it kind of did really crash (laughs) and sort of like rebranding and rebuilding and that kind of thing. But uh, anyway, so it just feels like freedom to me. And it's the same thing with my relationship. I don't worry about it because I don't feel that I, I created it, but then I didn't control this one avenue or person into being what I 
was always imagining. I was open to it being them. And, you know, it's like still not in my hands. So I don't try and control it. And that it's just freedom. Like we're all trying to manifest freedom, but we do it by trying to control circumstances. And even if we can do it, we then have to continue to control them. And like, it's exhausting. This is why we're all exhausted. (laughs) Yeah, no, so beautifully put low. That's it. It's just like, there is an immense, immense amount of trust available to you when you are in that space of allowance and like just the better than you could ever imagine. Oh my goodness. When, when you receive that, like, think about a time, those of you listening, think about a time when something was like better than you could ever imagine. It was probably because you had no, you had no meddling in that. It wasn't like unexpected, right? (laughs) You were not with your hands in there trying to mold things up in the quantum field. You, you were in that state of just like allowance and the universe surprised you divinely, most likely in the present moment. And when you like tune into receiving from that space, it grants all the more relief to just decide to sit back and say, you know what, I, I'm just going to let it, I'm just going to let it happen. I'm just going to let the universe surprise me. The better it gets, the better it gets. So I'm open to the universe's abundance, whatever you want to flow to me and just start tuning into that energy, start tuning into those mantras or belief systems or thoughts. And I feel like it's just going to open up open up gateways for you guys that you didn't even know was possible. Cause that's what's occurred for us. Yeah. And I invite you to look each person listening. I invite you to look to an area of your life where you don't meddle is the perfect example, a perfect word to describe it, where you don't meddle, you just allow and how abundant and effortless it is. Like everybody has that area, it, you know, maybe for you it's money. And, and this all does come back to identity because if we have the idea, but I think it's like the way that we can access that identity is allowing for it. This is just sort of, in my experience, a shorter, a short, um, a shortcut into the identity. So if it's money, for example, yes, we can build our beliefs about money and yes, we can overcome, you know, our fears and all that kind of stuff. And that's part of it. But then at some point we have to kind of hand that over to the divine. And that in my experience, it's like a big part of identity is still based in control. Like I have to have these beliefs and I have to act these ways. And I, it's like still meddling in a sense. So it's like, it's identity plus then just being like, I've done the things I believe that it's available to me and here it is. It's for you now. Right. Um, so yeah, like, where are we meddling? What are the parts of ourselves that feel the need to meddle? And uh, do we want to just give a little sneak peek of a couple of upcoming things we have that inspire today's chat? So yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So we don't have we're not in the launch right now. We don't have any links for you guys, but um, we are actually releasing the very first Loenzo Mastermind um, Mm -hmm. in March. Uh, I'm really excited because it feels so aligned, like on just a whole nother level, and um, it's going to be this conversation today is just going to be one part of it, but it's really this next level allowing for the life and abundance that you desire and finding peace in the process. Um, what we can share with you in a little more detail is the sort of like launch event that we're going to be doing to, you know, share it with you guys. And that's going to be called divine magnetism. And it's actually going to be like a seven day mini mastermind with Zoe and I, it's going to be completely free. And uh, it's going to all take place on Telegram because that's our like new favorite spot to deliver our content and connect with you guys. It's just a lot more personable. And that'll be like seven days worth of transmissions from Zoe and I and you guys getting to connect and um, just a space where you get to really, 
you know, create more of this, of what we're talking about. So that in the next like week or so will become available for you guys to be able to sign up. But if you are interested, just, you know, keep listening, maybe, I don't know, um, mark a thing in your calendar for a week from now, <laughs> because it'll be out by then, but it'll be called divine magnetism. You'll have a week to sign up. It'll take place for a week. And in that, we'll be talking more about our mastermind. Yes. It's going to be so much fun. You guys, it's going to be a yeah. portal. So buckle yes. up. It's going to yeah. be beautiful. Yeah. And there'll be more episodes coming for you guys, but we wanted to just release one where it was just, you know, the good old days. I mean, I'm hoping that we're, well, we are both hoping that with Zoe's travel schedule and everything that we'll be able to just do a lot more of the, the sort of OG style low and Zoe episodes, but with just a whole nother level of consciousness and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. If you guys love this episode, I know for me, it was personally very healing. I'm going to be listening to it again, <laughs> but if you guys enjoyed it, we love it when you share on Instagram and tag us and we repost yeah. and it just means a lot to us that you listen to us and have listened to us for I mean, some of you, I'm sure have been here since the beginning and we're so grateful for you. Always so grateful that you spend a piece of your day with us. So thank you. Can you believe it's been almost in the next couple of months, it'll be four years since we started. Whoa. Lo <laughs> what is time? <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you've been with us since, you know, around that time, we love you. And if this is the first ever episode you've listened to, then we love you just the same. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys. Love you. Awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.